1: The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Vitaglia on the Sports Leader 957 FM and AM950 the Fan. Rochester.
2: That's at the center race. Breakaway opportunity for Murray. Moving in a goal fake backhander. Scores! Murray backhander through the legs of Dobash. Ambericks finally answer with a shorthander of their own. And now have taken a 2-1 lead. Amherst get the weekend split uh, in Laval against uh, the Rocket. We're joined as we are every Tuesday at this time by Rochester Americans head coach Seth Appert, who, even while his team is on All Star break, stop him by the sports bar. Really appreciate it, Coach. Talk a little bit about the weekend in Laval before you went to break.
3: Hey, uh, good to be on. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it was good. It was a good split. That's a really hard place to play. Um, I think before we beat them the weekend before, they were like 9-1-1 one and one in their last 11 uh, prior to that. And so a uh, hot team uh, sold out building. And we probably played better than the score on Friday. Not good enough, but better than the score. And so you're coming into that game on Saturday. You want to head into the break in a good spot. and The, the standings are so tight. You win that game, you're in third. You lose it, and you're in sixth. I mean, that's just how tight it is right now. And so... Uh, It was a big game, and our guys played uh, extremely well and uh, earned a hard-fought victory.
4: Yeah, Seth, you coach college hockey, and although the ECAC doesn't do this as other conferences would, but whenever you have that Friday, Saturday, and the first team plays well on Friday, but they don't get the the two points, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, you know what there's in store. How confident were you going back on Saturday, also knowing that uh, Devin Levi was going to be between the pipes for you?
3: Yeah, I felt good. I mean, our guys, we're at about a, I think it's about a 21-game run. That Like, in 19 of those 21 games, we've played really well um, and either outplayed our opponent or have, have minimally been even. Um, but the majority of those games outplayed our opponent in 19 of the 21. And, um, you know, I, I don't think we were, like I said, we weren't as good as I'd like us to be Friday, but... Um, I felt real confident we were going to play the right way, uh, that we were going to give ourselves a great chance to win, but knowing that playing a really good team, uh, Dobesh is a hot goaltender, uh, and uh, Levi was strong early, but uh, it was a game we, we deserved to win. Uh, we outplayed our opponent. We had the better of the chances. Uh, their goalie did a lot of things to keep them around. Uh, credit Levi for keeping it at one, and then uh, Brett Murray and Justin Richards combined for a, for a massive shorthanded goal.
2: Seth, talk a little bit about uh, what Rosane and Kulik had to go through once they got done with that matchup on Saturday night and and traveling out west for the All Star game, because that was a a trip that wasn't without its own perils.
3: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity for them, and you're thrilled for them. And they've earned this. I mean, last year they were great, you know, but they were support players. This year they're drivers for us, and uh, they deserve to be in that game and have that moment at the same time as the coach. You know, the schedule wasn't great. You don't love being in Laval uh, before All Star Break. You'd probably prefer to be at Syracuse or Utica where you're only an hour or two down the road uh, or at home. And then knowing that they have to fly all the way across the country and then their flights were delayed and, you know, uh, they're still traveling back right now. So, not not an ideal situation. considering how much has been on those two guys and you know especially with Yuri not even getting a Christmas break having the world juniors so you know we're gonna have to be smart about uh, managing their rest uh, because after this two game weekend series against Syracuse you know then we have a we have a seven games in 10 days stretch coming up so we're gonna we're gonna have to be really smart about uh, making sure those two guys get some rest here in the next five or six days.
4: Yeah, Seth, it, it sounds inhumane, Seth. Seth Appert, our <laughs> guest Seven games in ten days. I think it's nine over 16. So, how do you kind of alter things? Are you going to figure this out as you go along here?
3: Well, but, uh, you know, nine and 16, I'm not worried about the first two. You know, you're coming out of all-star break. We'll be rested. They'll be rested. both whole team will be a hair rusty because you haven't practiced. But, um, they'll be great games. It's us against Syracuse. Teams don't like each other. It'll be really good hockey. Um, but then 7 and 10 is a lot. I mean, it's really kind of obscene. Um, and, and now most of our opponents are, are not in one as much as we are in that stretch, but they're also playing a lot of hockey right now. So, you know, we just gonna have to be smart. Um, obviously, our practice time is going to be extremely limited. I think there'll be at most one practice in that stretch. We're going to have to make use of, of our meeting time. Uh and then we're gonna have to make use of the depth of our roster. You know, that's where, you know, guys um that are, you know, sometimes in and out of the lineup, whether that's uh Kisakoff or Metz uh or now this we just acquired Noah Lowen, who played excellent in his first game with us on Saturday, um, Swaggart, Warren, guys like that that are really, really good hockey players. We're gonna, they're all gonna need to play. Um, you know, and so some of the guys that are maybe a little younger or not as Uh, ready to play so much, you know, we'll have to alternate those guys in and out a little bit and try to keep us as fresh as possible.
2: Seth, last week when we spoke, we were discussing the Jack Quinn injury and the Sabres maybe needing to make a decision as far as who, if anybody, they wanted to call up from the Amherst. Do you expect that decision? Do you expect a decision? Do you expect something to occur here over the course of the next few days where you might uh, see the Sabres asking for a little support?
3: I mean, that's possible that right now they're at 13 and seven and two. So it's not necessary because you get Gergensons and Johnson back. So it, it isn't necessary right now, um, but it is possible depending on how the next few days go for Buffalo. So, you know, that's something we'll just have to monitor. Obviously that's a decision out of my hands. And, and when it does happen, if it does happen, you're happy for whoever it is that gets that opportunity because we have a lot of guys that have, that have earned the opportunity. So, um, you know and, and from our perspective um, a lot of our depth players are, are playing really good hockey for us right now um, you know I thought Justin Richards is, is playing some of his best hockey this season so is Graham Slaggart and um, you know the guys like that uh, like I said Noah Lowen who we just traded for um, he's had about two practices with us and stepped in because um, Zach Metz blocked a shot on on uh, Friday so Lowen stepped in and and was, was outstanding for us uh, in, that, in a hard-fought game on the road, can't really hide a defenseman on the road, played 14 or 15 minutes. And so, you know, that's going to be required here the next couple weeks is uh, every guy uh, that we have available is going to need to be there for us.
4: Seth Appert, our guest here in the Sports Bar. Seth, football season's over here. Time to, you know, for everybody else, turn your attention back to hockey here. Our team is back home Friday night against Syracuse, and it's not a team that you're unfamiliar with. But right now, heading into this home-and-home, home, how do you think your team matches up here? What can we expect?
3: Well, Syracuse, uh, they've gotten us the last two times. Um, you know, we beat them last game in their building. They've beaten us twice at home. Um, uh, we, on Wednesday, I loved our game. You know, we, we held them to 18 shots on goal. We, we, we had the vast majority of the good scoring chances. Uh, their goaltender was outstanding. They're, but they're they're the number one defensive team in the league. Uh, they're big, they're old, they're heavy, they're physical. Their decor is massive. Uh, they're a hard team to create against. They're, we're we're not the only team that has struggled to create enough offense against them. So, um, both goaltenders they have have been really strong, and um, they're they're a heck of a challenge. And and we know that it's similar teams that they've had, and obviously. You know, last year we grew our game to the spot we were able to knock them all in the playoffs, and uh, we'll be ready for the challenge starting Friday.
2: And we know how important each game is going to be here down the stretches. I, I think you mentioned last week that it's not too early in the season to start staring at the standings a little bit. And, and Friday will be the first of three straight Friday night games at Blue Cross Arena for your squad, Seth. Uh, Scranton Wilkesbury coming in on the 16th, and then a, a date with Belleville at Blue Cross Arena on the 23rd. So, it, it, you know, if you, if we're making game plans here as far as which Friday night we want to go to. Tell us a little bit about what we know about Scranton-Wilkes-Barre and, of course, Belleville as well.
3: Man, that's a hard question. I mean, those are so far ahead. We have so many games uh, in front of us right now that I haven't uh, looked that far ahead of the schedule. Um, but, um, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll keep our focus. Uh, my focus is on Syracuse. Uh, my focus is on getting us ready to play Syracuse. But um, as our fans know, um, uh, you know, anybody in our division is, is a great divisional foe and the games are outstanding. Wilkes-Barre Scranton is in the top half of the Atlantic division, so a uh, very strong team there as well. Um, but like I mentioned, uh, you know, we need you out there on Friday against the, the much-hated uh, Syracuse Crunch, and we look forward to seeing a great crowd as we've had uh, over the last couple months.
4: Yeah, Seth, when, do, when does everybody get back in town? When are you guys back on the ice? Tomorrow here or –
3: We practice Thursday. You're not allowed to practice tomorrow by by rules. Um, So um, all-star break, everybody has Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. You're allowed to practice Thursday. Uh, We're practicing Thursday late afternoon. Allow guys to uh, complete their travel if they've went away. Um, Just, you know... Rest is going to be a weapon, especially with seven games in 10 days. And I figured, uh, you know, if we had Thursday morning practice, everybody has to travel back Wednesday. Uh, Thursday afternoon practices allows the people that are out of town um, that extra half day or day. Uh, to be with friends and family and be a little bit more rested uh, here for the weekend.
2: Well, Seth, we know how busy you are here with your time off. You've got some time with your family. We don't want to take away any more of that time with your family than we already have. Really appreciate you still making time for us here uh, in the sports bar. And we look forward to this weekend series against Syracuse. Best of luck.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.
2: You got it. There he is. Seth Appert, Rochester Americans head coach, giving us some of his time, even though uh, technically the team is off. Uh, They're on break. The All-Star break continues, and we won't see them uh, back on the ice until Friday night uh, against the Syracuse Crunch.
4: Yeah, and then after this weekend, seven games in ten days. Okay, buckle up here, because uh, as he mentioned, you're going to have to play some younger players some players might be seeing some uh, time uh, maybe on special teams or different situations and you know, we'll see how this team comes on uh, the other end of it here but um, the one question that we asked Seth that he doesn't know and we don't know, danger what's going to happen up in Buffalo here? Like, What what happens with the injuries? How does this team respond? And maybe if we're still in the same position two weeks from now um, are, are you trading some pieces and does that create a vacuum? All these, all these questions are going to impact the Amherst and you know where they fall here in the standings uh, as we approach the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's interesting when you look at uh, the line pairs of practice for the Sabers. Uh, they're they're kind of shuffling things around. Don Granato actually talked a little bit about that line juggling that's going on right now uh with with his team and and trying to find that combination as they battle through some injuries whenever you make changes you're looking at and evaluating how is this fitting how is this working so uh but i can say overall our team you know we talk about how we want to play to our identity that's the most important thing that we play with some pace and, and and pressure pucks the right way uh and that's something we haven't done consistently enough so you have a pozo he'll be skating on the top line with thompson and skinner uh, Paterka, Benson, and Cousins. So you still have the youth of the second line. Their middle set centers talk. And Greenway on the third line with Krebs, Gurgensons, and then Robinson, Olofsson uh, on the fourth line. Uh, and then, you know, Bryson being rotated in to practice as well, uh, knowing that you're a little short on the blue line with uh, Samuelson's injury. Doesn't look like we're going to be seeing him anytime soon as well. So you're mixing things up a little bit. If you're Don Granado, you're trying to find some chemistry and you're trying to be a little bit more consistent than the team has been up to this point. We made the point earlier, Gino, you did the math, you did the homework. From uh, last season's standard, was it 94 points that got uh, Florida into the postseason? Florida
4: got 92. Okay, 92. So, if the Sabres are going to get to 94 and, like, you don't have to worry about a tiebreaker or anything, you'd have to go 23-10 and 10 down the stretch. And you'd have to assume that no other team would also do that because not only do you got to catch Detroit, there's four teams in between you and Detroit. So... Um, you forget how close the Sabers were actually to it last year. Yeah, like that—that that, that, it was there last year, and this year has just been a giant step back.
2: Gino is uh, on assignment. If you hear the background noise, he's it's live Club from Gino. Yeah, yeah. live from St. John Fisher. <laughs> he's got the strobe light going, and he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's got... not PXY.
4: Come on, can I do it? Can I do a guest evening go. on PXY? Here we go. Yeah, come geez. on, yeah. like. That would, like, people would tune in from our show just to hear me spinning the tunes of, you know, Rob Bass and some are of the other music of, that I grew up Who
2: are you? What are you talking about? Come on, are like, you out of your mind? First on, of all, like do you think some anybody. Ed
4: Lover? You know what?
2: Ed Lover?
4: Well, yeah, like, he's a DJ. That's who I would kind of, like, you know, model myself
2: as. Gene Lover. DJ Eugene <laughs> Lover ninety eight pxy, yeah, you've got the, the the music blaring in the background. There, we're, we're getting ready for some St. John Fisher <laughs> basketball coming up at five thirty. Gene will have the call for you here on the fan. Rod, you don't Chester. realize I'm
4: serious. Like, could oh, I, I, do I am
2: too. Go ahead, buddy. Knock yourself out. If you think you can do it? I, I'm sure it'll. Uh, I'm sure it'll be nothing but a, a absolute success. Um, Before we get to happy hour, I know we've got a round of shots coming up. Just a couple of quick NFL notes. One of them, you know, we discussed last hour. The idea that the NFL will do something they've never done uh, in starting the the, the league year, or starting, I should say, their their schedule with the Thursday night kickoff game followed immediately the following night by their game in Brazil, a South American game that the Philadelphia Eagles will be hosting.
4: Who should the Eagles' opponent be? Are you sending Dallas down to Brazil, danger? Hope so. Or will they give him Atlanta or something? I hope uh, it's
2: Dallas. I mean, how, how many eyeballs do you want on that Friday night?
4: Well, th- those they rarely send the divisional game overseas, right? Yeah. So that would be a big, big step, but my gosh. Yeah, America's team, South America's team too. Send them down there. Right. Uh,
2: let's see, they'd be playing a second place schedule, right? Did Dallas win the division? Dallas ended up getting the the the, the, the uh, NFC East, right? Right. So they would get a second place schedule, which means out of the NFC, at least, uh, you could be talking about what the Rams. You could be talking about the Packers. You could be talking about. Well, no, not not that anything in the South matters you can talk about the Saints I would imagine um, Packer's Eagles would be fun. Packer's Eagles would be a fun one
4: yeah that would be uh, yeah you get the they get the AFC north so I'm not sure who that would be either I gotta...
2: well if they get the if they get the north would, would, would you have uh, Eagles Ravens that would be a nice matchup. Ooh. Yeah, Eagles-Ravens in, in uh, Brazil would be a nice Friday night match. So, yeah, we, we got a little bit of time before that Friday, September 6th kickoff in South America. But uh, the NFL basically say, what, what your, your high school football games on Friday night? No, we're going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> break jurisdiction here and, and take the game down to South America. You'll also have three games this uh, upcoming season in London. And you'll have one game in Germany. Munich will host a game in 2024. And also, it, it just... Seeing this, if, if you're a patriot hater, seeing this story has to make you light up inside. Just knowing where the Patriots are headed, what they're doing, the decisions that are going into now, what this team is go- how this team is going to be run and operated, if you're concerned about what life after Bill Belichick looks like rest easy, because Ben McAdoo has been brought in as a senior <laughs> offensive assistant, Ben McAdoo who worked with Patriots offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. I mean, we were having fun with Alex Van Pelt. Uh, Those two guys worked together on the Packers coaching staff over 10 years ago before he was hired to be the Giants offensive coordinator and then eventually head coach of the Giants in 2016, fired before the end of his second season. Ben McAdoo, who most recently worked as the Panthers offensive coordinator during the 2022 season. That memorable Panthers offense of 2022 under the direction of Ben McAdoo. Good luck, Patriot fan.
4: Yeah, so we assume Mac Jones is gone. We assume they're going to draft a quarterback. So it's Ben McAdoo and Alex Van Pelt in charge of molding a quarterback. I'm really really scared. Yep. Again. I feel 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 terrible. Feel <laughs>
2: terrible for Patriots. <laughs> Best Best of luck, Patriot fan. Best of luck. All right. Uh, we've got happy hour coming up. We have time for your calls if you want to pull up a stool and join us. Uh, the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line is 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. Whoa, what do you got going on over no, there?
4: No, no, like I Just like you, you do that, you realize you, didn't, you just do what your wife does. All right. You ever notice you do that? All right.
2: I didn't notice i do it, but thanks for bringing it up. I, I, I just cracked me, it cracks me <laughs> up whenever like, I'm like,
4: oh, yeah, this, it's, this it's a Sandyism. It's, a, it's right. a
2: pivot. We're moving yeah. on. We're moving on to the next thing, Gino, and the next thing is a round of shots during happy hour.
4: Yeah, so we've got uh, some stories we can talk about. This story out of uh, Vegas today. No, not the Super Bowl. The fact that the mayor doesn't want the A's coming to the – what a mess there. In I, Rob Man- Ranford's world, I love it. Uh, Syracuse basketball kicking one off the team today and this isn't a guy at the end of the bench a little interesting move here and uh also danger. some year i hope to be on radio row but i don't think we would ever make this mistake that they made on wfan this morning
2: by the way maybe she's copying me you ever think of that maybe she hears me say it and she's the one that's saying what i actually said I don't like how you default to, uh, yeah. I do what she does. No, it's the other way around, pal. Let's let's be honest about that.
4: Who has more power in your household?
2: <clears throat> I'm not going to answer
4: that question. No, I'm just, just putting that out there. Please. And maybe okay. by me putting it out there and I'm just posing it as a question.
2: You know who's calling the shots. It's my wife 100% of the time. <laughs> uh, we'll come back with a round of shots next. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. And your phone calls at 866-432-6866. For fan Football fans, FanDuel has the perfect way for everyone to get in on the Super Bowl 58 action with a no-sweat same-game parlay. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Let me explain. When you bet on Super Bowl 58 on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. And America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets, like the money line, the Spread, plus all sorts of prop bets, and you can combine those bets for a bigger payday. A chance at a bigger payday and bonus bets back if your same game parlay doesn't win. So maybe you like the Chiefs on the money line. Maybe you like Christian McCaffrey to score in an any time touchdown. You can just bundle up all of your bets into a same game parlay and get bonus bets back if you don't win. So start bundling your own or just bet a popular same game parlay already made for you in America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash Mike if you don't already have an account. Fanduel. Dot com slash Mike M I K E and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NFL. Twenty one plus and physically present in New York, minimum three leg parlay required. Refund issued as is non withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund five dollars unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanDuel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call one eight seven eight hope NY or text hope NY four six seven three six nine.
1: You're listening to The Sports Bar with Danger and taglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The
0: Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.